Lauren. Welcome to the podcast this week. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another week of Romance and Color. Yes, yes, yes. We are wrapping up our mental health series this month. And thank you guys for tuning in last week. It was about mental health, about our men. Our, it was entitled Strong Men Go to Therapy. And so we talked about ways in which you can encourage the men in your life, life whether they be cis or trans, mm-hmm. to go to therapy. So I hope you all enjoyed that podcast. Um, just to just wrap up, my weekend was very chill. I didn't do anything special. <laughs> what about you? And that's the best kind of weekend when there's no plans mm-hmm. or commitments. I had zero plans. Nothing special, just chilling and relaxing. My mm-hmm. weekend was the same. We had a scorcher, so it mm-hmm. was very hot. You guys are probably accustomed to that, but for mm-hmm. us, we've been getting like weather in the seventies, and that's that's fine for us. So it was in the nineties this weekend, so that was a yeah. lot. But I just kind of stayed inside in the air condition for most of the weekend and relaxed yeah. and stuff like that. And um, Good. yeah, the boys and BJ were with their dad, which was nice. So I had like a little break or whatever. They nice. go every other weekend. And um, mm-hmm. I just I said, I just please keep the, the dog hydrated and stuff. Yes. Because that's yes. Oh, yes. Pugs have it's respiratory good. issues anyway, so mm-hmm. they can't be in overwhelming heat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was a really nice chill weekend. And I'm already looking forward to the next weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I am so looking forward to Memorial yeah. Day. We had the weekend we spent getting our deck together. So we're getting our deck oh, together. Oh, can enjoy it. To, and I can enjoy it. So, it's yeah, ready. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, it's done. We got our grill up and everything. So I wish you posted pictures online. You teased us once or twice. But like, <laughs> or maybe you showed me I the will, bar cart. But you should yeah, yeah. more. I love it. I will, I will, I will definitely post it. Um, Please. And, and post it on uh, when it's all said and done and when, okay, it's, when it's, it's ready. I yeah. will post it. I'll post a little quick video of it. Okay. Well, thank, but, thank you, ma'am, for that. <laughs> for for <laughs> this uh, home, home, home decor. I will post it for her. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. So last week we talked about in Hot Topics, we talked about Michael and Rada Blackson and their so-called threesome open relationship which yeah. is very one-sided mm-hmm. we talk about nick and jessica jessica nick cannon and jessica white getting back together for the cover of his album we talked about puffy young miami and gina in this weird love triangle and of course we talked about jesse williams response to uh his leaked news which he mm-hmm. was quite um gracious about he was. In watching romance, we talked about uh, the upcoming Bridgerton season three, This Is Us, um, final episodes, Down Abbey, and the movie Perfect Pairing on Netflix, and The Hustle with Adam Sandler, which comes out, I think, next weekend with Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah. And Love and Marriage DC, which I think, I hope McKinney called so she can tell us all. Yeah, that was so good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And in reading romance, I talked about a quick little novella by Denise Williams called The Love Connection, which is a part of a three-set trilogy of novellas all set in an airport. So, yeah, that was wow. it for last week. Mm-hmm. So, Yakini, what's going on in Hot Topics this week, girl? Anything crazy? Not too crazy. <laughs> Just a couple of... We'll start with some F-boy uh, news. So, Keisha Cole, the R&B singer who we enjoy... Um, she famously dated basketball player, retired basketball player, 
um, Daniel Booby Gibbs, but they've they've been divorced for some years. Both of them mm-hmm. were featured on Love and Hip Hop, and they kind of went their way separate ways in a mature yeah. way. Um, and she's been pretty low key with her dating life, you know, which is always good for a celebrity and, and not easy to do. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. some of her kind of relationship stuff has spilled out and it got a little messy. So she was dating um, an NFL player named Antonio Brown, nicknamed AB. And they were rumored to have been dating for the past month or so. Um, And now it looks like they have broken up, but Mm -hmm. he seemed to have initiated the breakup in a really messy public way on Instagram. Mm. Oh my God. Bragging and revealing that she had gotten a tattoo of AB on her backside. Um, It was a very short romance. Um, Mm. It seemed intense though. And she seemed to be, like I said, really into her. Um, It started with, um, I guess, uh, AB decided to kind of dabble in music so he did a little rap album which she mm-hmm. collaborated on with him they sang and rapped together on a song called Paradigm Keisha Cole you know was just doing a lot of interviews talking about how he's like super duper talented and he's got bars and she said he was so good he could win a Grammy for his rapping skills I don't I didn't hear the song I don't know about he that just girl. was really into mm-hmm. him you know when you're really into a guy he just can mm-hmm. walk on water for you so no. <laughs> she was like he's just really talented I love the body of work he created I just think he's so great I wouldn't have sung on the song and collaborated if I didn't think he was so great but unfortunately the relationship soured very quickly um, I don't know when she got the tattoo and why she made that decision to get it but after they broke up he posted this video and I'm sorry he posted the picture of her with the tattoo on her behind and he captioned it you ain't pimping until you hit an R&B diva so it was just like really ignorant and rude. Who knows what went down between them? Her response to that oh was apologizing publicly. Whatever happened between them, she went on onto Instagram and she wrote, quote, don't be mad at me no more, babe. I said I apologize. Um, so that was her response. And so basically, you know, shortly after, I guess her fans kind of went in and like he disrespected you publicly, made this caption mm-hmm. about you pimping to you whatever data R&B diva and you're going to go and apologize. So she took down that post and she put up mm-hmm. another post saying, I was tripping y'all. I have a 12 year old. Basically I know I have to do better. She deleted that mm-hmm. post, but of course that was captured. And um, Antonio Brown followed up with all of that, followed up to all of that with another video message, basically telling Keisha he's a player and leave him alone. So <laughs> very, he was, no, he got really graphic. He was like, stay off my dick. You heard oh. I'm a player. I don't want you Keisha. And he's a little younger than her. So it was just like really rude and immature. disrespectful and unnecessary. Yeah. And he has we don't like need to see children. That. He has like yeah, a just kids. he has a lot going on. She I was mean, too good for girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just an example Ugh. of women getting premature tattoos, dating these F boys. Why do you think you're, it's going to be the same with Future and Sierra? Why do you think that it's going to be any different for you? And just the mm-hmm. way he handled it, it's kind of like one thing to have a relationship and it goes south, but just to, to disrespect that person just so publicly, just I have no idea what happened. Nobody said, but I'm sure it did not warrant all that. So that's just. It, of course it didn't. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he just a messy, messy dude. Yeah. <laughs> just super duper messy. Super duper messy. Yeah. yeah. And in other messy and sad news. Um, so DMX, obviously he died almost a year ago 
Um, so yeah. A little over a year ago. It was last April. Um, and we know mm-hmm. he has, he shares children with, I forget her name, but you know, she was featured in the um, Fix My Life with Iyanla Van Zandt. And they, ha- they maintained a good mm-hmm. friendship. But in his last year, DMX had moved on to uh, another woman named Desiree Lindstrom. Lindstrom. And they were, uh, they were, quote, engaged, whatever that means. They were hood engaged, I guess. But they were engaged. And engaged. I don't, I shouldn't say that. They were engaged. <laughs> they lived together for, I'm sorry, I said a year, but it wasn't a year. They lived together for the past 10 years. So in New York City, you may or may not know, but there is no such thing as a common law partnership. So you can live with mm-hmm. your, man, your man or your whomever for 25, 30 years. And if something happens and you are just his common law wife, there will be no benefits that are reached to you because New York does not recognize a common law marriage. So basically mm-hmm. they share a five-year-old son and they were together for 10 years living together. And so she recently sat down and did an interview and she talked about how, you know, she's really trying to show her son that even though she's struggling a little bit financially, that she's a strong woman, that she is preparing to start school to become an esthetician. esthetician. I don't know if I'm saying that mm-hmm. right. Um, esthetician. Mm-hmm. They do like the beauty treatments and the facials and stuff like that. Skin, yeah. That mm-hmm. Okay, skincare and stuff. So she's starting mm-hmm. school. And it's, it's very noble. She wants to show her son she's strong. But it's just really sad because, you know, DMX wasn't a broke man when he died. He has a new album coming out. Now, granted, he has a lot of children and he has an ex-wife. He actually was married. But, you know, yes, since she, they were never legally married, she's not um, entitled to any financial benefits. And she has a five-year-old son. So, you know, his other children are grown. Obviously, children will always need money and financial support, but certainly a five-year-old will need that. Um, so it's just really a shame. And so she, she, she um, let me see if I have a, a quote from her. I don't know if I, I don't think I uh, saved the quote, but basically she is talking about how much, you know, she loved him. And he always said, we don't need a piece of paper to make it official. And he showed her true love and she she doesn't regret the time she spent with him. And a lot of people are just kind of really shaking their heads and clucking their tongues and saying like, you can love a man to death. And, you know, maybe marriage is just quote a piece of paper to you, but you need to insist on being married and if it's just a piece of paper guess what after you leave the courthouse you could tell him he could rip up the paper burn it throw it in the flame mm-hmm. or whatever it's just a piece of paper let it fly away in the wind but guess mm-hmm. what the marriage is still legal and if anything should yeah. happen unexpectedly you're protected so mm-hmm. you know Desiree said that she tried to fight in the beginning but she didn't win and so now she's just trying to go back to school and it's a shame to be married to a legend like DMX and living with this man for a decade and sharing a child to basically be left with nothing after the mer- the after he passes away. This is a really a cautionary tale. All this hood love, but it's so common. It's so, it's common, so common, especially among a lot of these young folks and rappers and stuff. Yeah, um, they'll I be engaged and give you the ring to make you feel happy. I think I think that's mm-hmm. to shut you up because mm-hmm. you have this big ring on your finger and you feel really good. But all the while, they have no intentions of marrying you. Or we yeah. have these things about on his deathbed they got married or just whatever. It's like, I understand <laughs> firsthand. You can't just, you can't force someone who does not want to be married to marry you. Ultimatums usually don't end well. You know, they can be mm-hmm. effective, but they breed resentment. I just think ladies and gents, it's just a conversation to have early on mm-hmm. to really, and obviously people may say things they don't mean, but just start to talk about it. And like they say, if someone tells you their truth, believe them. If they're, I don't want to be married. I'm not the marrying kind. 
he probably means take that. it at face value. And you think yeah, you're exactly. gonna be that yeah. one who's gonna change his mind and he's gonna fall in love with you and do it mm-hmm. right? No, no, no. So, yeah, no. I just yeah, the Ray the best with with their son Exodus and stuff. And oh, um, wow, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's you're so saying. sad. You know, the same thing happened with um, Lauren London. Yes, you know, yes. young Dolph, young Dolph. Um, you know, a couple of other um, rappers yeah. who passed away. You know, who had girlfriends or whatever, been, been, you know, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton just up and left his girlfriend and she had like yeah. four or five kids by him. So it's oh, just like, yeah. y'all yeah. don't, you need it. I mean, oh, it's just a piece, of, piece of paper. Well, you need children. to protect yourself. Even if you don't, even if you don't get the piece of paper, I would still go to court and still yeah. draw up some sort of agreement, something. alimony, something, you yeah. know. Yeah, to, to protect yourself in, in the event that this relationship is dissolved. There is something in New York. It's not marriage, but it's like an arrangement, like a living arrangement and a partnership. Like it's called like domestic partnership. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. what it is, but it's a way yeah. that you can protect yourself and get some financial benefits if you live together. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we as women are afraid to have that conversation, whether it's about money or about that kind of thing, because you don't want to, especially if you're dating a high profile, you don't want to feel pressure. You don't yeah. want him to feel like him oh, to feel pressure. Know. Yeah, right. And I think that's why they're thinking, I don't want to make him think I'm only in it for the money. It's not about that. It's about protecting yourself, especially if you share mm-hmm. children. You know, things happen unexpectedly and we don't plan mm-hmm. to not wake up in the morning. But sometimes mm-hmm. those things happen. So I just these are really important things, important conversations to have, especially when yes. you're talking about living together and, and you know, buying mm-hmm. property or, or or having children and stuff so mm-hmm. that's yeah, a sad one yeah. right there she's staying Ooh, positive yeah. and trying to keep her head up but you know but she's gorgeous some of the i hate to say it but some other guy will pick her, her right up, up. and her son is her, young enough her right so. on up yeah. exactly and i hope yeah. so you know she's all yeah, so him missing him and it's only been a year but i hope mm-hmm. she's able to find love and you know she'll she'll always love him he won't be replaced, but there's more love out there to be had. And same thing with London. I really, I really mm-hmm. hope that for all of them. They deserve that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. lastly, it's not a hot topic in romance per se, but just a really cute trend that it's been trending for a couple months now. But if you were to go <laughs> on TikTok or anywhere in social media and look up Black Men Frolicking, just, food, just a lot of <laughs> very sexy men. and just Very just sexy men. Yeah, just black boy joy hashtag black boy joy and just being happy and joyous mm-hmm. and literally frolicking in the grass whatever you're yes. envisioning it means to frolic that's what it is and it's just yes. like a trend that i think is just like really positive and uplifting and i think people of all races are enjoying it and and mm-hmm. i've just enjoyed looking at it. it's just like a really cute thing it's so. such a it's such a refreshing break yeah. from the toxic masculinity and yes. the freaking alpha podcast that we've been yes. seeing and talking about yes. You know, in the in the wake of the whole Kevin Samuels thing, yes. it's so good to see oh men, black men, just be yeah. joyful and just say, "Are we out here frolicking?" I love it. We it's so funny. We it's outside, so you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but they deserve go, that happiness. It's over. Yes, but to kind of go hand in hand with that, I just thought about that when you posted that. Let's talk about Hoochie Daddy short season. What's up? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the it's hot outside. These men are showing thighs. Their thighs are out. Yes, they are. Their legs are out. Oh, they wear they wear the hoochie daddy shorts. The shorts is like four to eight <laughs> inches daddy, long. <laughs> the shorts are like four to eight inches long. They 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 mm-hmm. looking good. They wearing their sh- shirts open, chains, yeah. tank tops, 
sun, melanated, <laughs> glistening. Let me tell you something. The men are looking good. Like, you know, it's, it's, time for, it's time for the sisters to start catcalling and be like, hey, yeah. hey, you in the gray shorts. What's <laughs> up? You know? <laughs> right. The fall so, is so sweatpants the, season. And now yep, the yep. summer is That's hoochie daddy. It is, it is hoochie daddy short season. We, now, we ain't talking about the shorts like the Lakers used to wear back in the 70s. Oh, like, we talking about We talking about a little, little, little looser, but you know, is short, that what the guys you know? are wearing, just like casually or for? Sports? Yes, yeah. You, okay, you can't, you can't go to Hoochie Day season on TikTok. Hoochie Day. Oh, that's season. a real thing. Okay, I'm gonna it's do a real that, thing, girl. It's a real. I thing. may have just to get like me some Hoochie Daddy shorts. I don't know if he'll wear <laughs> girl, them. He's very proud listen, of his body, though. He might. Listen, I ordered Jay some because I saw some big men in their Hoochie Daddy mm-hmm. shorts, know and you know Jay been Jay been losing his weight and looking all yes. good. And yes. so I said, I'm gonna order you some Hoochie Daddy shorts. And his foolish <laughs> self said, <laughs> "No Hoochie <laughs> Daddy shorts. I love this." His foolish self said, "Yes, and you get me some. I want some linen ones." And so I can be on the grill because you know Father's Day and Juneteenth on the same day. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh! He said he gonna wear his hoochie daddy shorts. This I said, all right, I'm gonna definitely take a picture of you and your hoochie daddy oh shorts. Oh my goodness, so, that is too funny. Yeah, so so ladies, go out and get your man a pair of hoochie daddy shorts. They are they affordable. Old Navy got them. Everybody got them. Abercrombie, <laughs> ladies, H&M. go look up the Hoochie Daddy shorts and get your man yes. some. Get yes. your man some so he can go it's and frolic. Be a hot boy summer, we love it. <laughs> yeah, so he we can go it. and frolic. Mm. You know, so <laughs> he can go frolic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. Oh my god! All right. But... So, Speaking of, of frolicking and all that stuff, we're going to talk uh, to end our, our mental health. We're going to be talking about sex and mental health. We're going to be talking about the good aspects of sex for your mental health and and the negative aspects of sex for your mental health. So you guys stay tuned and we will be right back mm-hmm. with our next segment of the show. All right, you guys, we are back. Um, we're going to be talking about sex and mental health. Of course, the, it would not be romance and color if we didn't talk about sex and romance and mental health as well. Uh, we've talked about, you know, self-care. We've talked about uh, getting your men involved in therapy. And now we're going to talk about sex and how sex can be positive for your mental health as well as negative for your mental health, depending on your reasons for having sex mm-hmm. so yakini let's kind of talk about some good ways sex you know sex is good for you well for starters sex reduces symptoms of anxiety and depression and mm. so by reducing the symptoms of anxiety and depression it basically releases it releases neurotransmitters the same kind that are released when you exercise so you've probably mm. heard before how like exercise is like an upper or lifts your mood because mm-hmm. you release like dopamine, endorphins, and oxytocin. So I think mm-hmm. most people are aware that when you exercise, you feel good because those neurotransmitters, which uh, by the way, neurotransmitters are chemicals in the brain that can affect your mood either for the good or for the bad. So sex works just like exercise in that it releases those natural endorphins and you naturally feel good. So just to give you an example of how endorphins work, sex, exercise in general, promotes more dopamine 
um, endorphins and oxytocin, oxytocin in your brain. So that kind of works. Like that's like how um, antidepressant medication works. And antidepressant mm-hmm. medication, it blocks the receptor sites that you know slow down the transmission of the dopamine and the endorphins. So like when you take an antidepressant, you basically are taking medication that's gonna create more endorphins and dopamine in your brain. Right. So that's right. like a you know psychiatric uh, way of doing it, but you know, you can do it naturally through sex and through exercise. So (laughs) it's like when people say, you know, you need to get some sex, it'll improve your mood, you're cranky. It's kind of true Mm -hmm. because sex, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the release during the orgasm and it's just the whole act. So yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. those chemicals Mm -hmm. in your brain increase and your stress level lowers and you're just in an overall better mood. So basically the more sex you have, the less stress you have, the happier you feel. At least in that moment. It's not like sex, keeping right. sex mask, whatever you're going through. This isn't about masking your depression or anxiety. It's more like right. it'll help to kind of enhance your mood and make you feel happy in that moment. So take mm-hmm. it like that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one and you, way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned exercise, you know, kind of jump around, but you know, sex does count as exercise because you yep. know it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's you know twenty five minutes you burn in about a hundred or so calories. Yeah, women burn about seventy or sixty nine, yep. as they say, <laughs> calories <laughs> during during sex. So, um, you know, in addition to you know reducing the anxiety and depression, I mean, you really are exercising, getting a workout. Um, and getting a workout yeah. and sweating and, and, and doing what, what you need to do. And ladies, um, if you I, are super athletic and ambitious and you the types of be on top <laughs> with the Megan the Stallion needs, then you oh, might be burning girl. more calories. I personally am not. I am more of a Never passive by. receiver. I can keep <laughs> it up a little bit and stuff. And that's all I need to do. Like, I'm not happy. So I'm not doing all that other stuff. But yeah, if you are mm. extra kind of involved and athletic, then you can burn a couple hundred calories probably if you're not just yeah. like laying there tooting it up like me. So yeah, <laughs> like I said, like I said mm-hmm. on my TikTok, oh, I'm like you might get like two scoops from me on top, and that's it. I'm done. Right. I am done. And they're literal, like, you know, the, the back and literal scoops, scoops you back and forth scoops. Not when you lift it. yourself up. Unless your hands are, I, I don't. I've been definitely lifting me. Yeah, exactly. You know. I don't. I do not have that type of energy. Even inside. when I was in my twenties and thirties, I didn't have those kinds of knees. Like really? I had guys who tried to get me to do that, and I'm looking at them like, "Why don't you get up and crouch on your knees and see what you can do?" <laughs> the funny thing is, some men can't do that. But yeah, they I really can. Definitely in my forties, I'm not. I can't do that. And I and oh, yeah. Man. My yeah. knees used to be well lubricated, so I mean mm-hmm. now never had them. Yeah, now not so much. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. Woo. But oh, yeah, but yeah. So, that, so exercise yeah. is is really is you're getting you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. So sex is also good because we talk kind of back to how it can decrease the depression and the anxiety. It really is a nice way to kind of take your mind off of things like stressors that are going on, even if just Mm -hmm. temporarily. And by taking your mind off of stressors, I mean kind of like those day-to-day things. So let's say that you had a hard day at work, you're stressed out, you maybe you're not Mm -hmm. kind of thinking you're going to get that promotion you were looking forward to, or just there was some stuff going on at the job. It's really nice to kind of you know, not get consumed in those daily anxieties. When you have someone who you can kind of enjoy and be intimate mm-hmm. with, it's really just a nice way to focus on that person, focus on the feelings and the sensations, yeah. and pleasing them and you being mm-hmm. pleased. It's We talked about the practice of mindfulness. There's no better way to practice mindfulness than to have sex and make a conscious mm-hmm. decision that you're going to 
table for the time being, the work stress, the family stress, the whatever stress, and really just kind of in this moment, be in the moment, practice that mindfulness and just enjoy your partner and enjoy the experience. So it's really just a nice way to kind of get your mind off the daily anxieties. Like I said, not to replace any kind of serious mental illness, but just some temporary kind of stuff that you have going on. It's, it's just a, a and nice especially way. if it's like fulfilling sex. Now, if it's the type of sex where you just staring at the wall and waiting for it to be over, then oh, it's no. not really going to your help you be mindful. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's not, you're not really practicing mindfulness or, or really connecting at all. So, yeah. You know, you want it to be meaningful yeah. in, in some type of way, even if it's a quickie. Like, a, quickies can be meaningful sure. too. Quickies yeah, can be so. bomb and meaningful. And remember, yes. with the practice of mindfulness, mindfulness is a a non-judgmental experience. So when you're practicing mindfulness, even if you find your mind wandering and that you're getting distracted, basically mindfulness is saying, don't judge yourself for that. Just become aware that you've gotten distracted, that your mind has wandered, your Mm -hmm. attention has wandered, and you just notice that and then bring yourself back. Say, okay, Mm -hmm. I just, why am I making my grocery list in my head or thinking about what I'm cooking for dinner tomorrow? Let me put Mm -hmm. that aside and focus on the sensation of what it feels like when he or she is doing X, Y, Z to me. So it's just a matter of bringing yourself back and kind of getting back. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to get distracted, just become aware and redirect. So yeah, Mm -hmm. sex sex also helps you sleep. So getting enough sleep, as we know, is critical to your emotional well-being. It's critical to your physical health. It's critical to your mental health. Um, As we know, when we don't get enough sleep, we can be a little cranky. You just don't have a great day, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you have some good sex, you know, or some active sex, whether it ends in an orgasm or not, you know, it really helps you to sleep. So if you have trouble sleeping, think about enjoying some intimacy before you go to sleep because you're going to release these hormones that are going to make you feel more relaxed. Um, like I said, if you have an orgasm, if you don't have an orgasm, it's okay. But if you do, that's great because then even more hormones are released. Pro- prolactin is released and that helps to make you feel sleepy. So you mm-hmm. may notice that right after sex, you just want to roll over and go to sleep, you know? Man, that's, 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 and, that's, that's the, and that's always the best sleep. <laughs> It's the, the best sleep. Talk. It's the best yeah. sleep. It is, if you yeah. had a great time with your partner and join yeah. them or whatever, and it's really good or whatever, and yeah. you just pass out and go to sleep. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 it's you feel connected yeah. to intimacy. And it's a, it's a mm-hmm. good sleep for that reason, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they talked about different types of sex in this article. You know, they talk about nice, plain, vanilla sex, missionary sex, which we enjoy. It's very comfortable and it's pleasant. And they also Mm -hmm. talk about kinky sex. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting because kinky sex, research has shown that that has even more benefits. So apparently kinky sex, couples who, for example, engage in BDSM, they have better communication between them. They're more open with one another. Um, So even though sometimes there's a little stigma attached to some kinky sex, they're showing that couples who enjoy a little bit kind of, you know, non-orthodox sex have better emotional connections communicate better as i said and overall just have healthier relationships um, i mean i would think you would have to because i mean especially like with bdsm and stuff you have to have safe words you yes. have to like you know make sure you know people's limits on what they can and cannot yeah, do yeah. so i definitely think i can see why you know you're yeah. going to be a better communicator yeah. and because that's all about trust oh and, yeah and communication you you can't mm-hmm. go forward with that in a serious way 
if you're not talking and open and putting aside the shyness. So I imagine that communication would spill over into other areas of your life. You know, if Mm -hmm. you're not afraid, because that's one of the hardest things, I think for me, being able to talk openly about what I like and what I enjoy. If you're Mm -hmm. not shy and you can get past that and talk about that, then you can talk about other things. Like this is my love language and this is why I don't feel fulfilled or it really bothers me. Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. So I just think communication overall is, is bound to be good if you're comfortable enough in yourself with your partner to enjoy some out-the-box sex. So think about mm-hmm. getting into that kinky sex. So that is definitely <laughs> work linked to your, your overall well-being. So mm-hmm. yep. I, I really yep. like that this article touched on masturbation because everyone is oh, not yeah. in a relationship or doesn't always have a partner, friend with benefits, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. So if you have chosen to be celibate or you just aren't in a relationship or situationship right now, that's okay mm-hmm. too because masturbating comes with some benefits. And if you're mm-hmm. getting it in solo, you obviously don't have to worry about things like STDs and unplanned pregnancies and things like that. So we talked about like the release of those hormones that make you feel good, the endorphins, the dopamine. Um, so of course, if you orgasm through masturbation, you're going to release those those same neurotransmitters that make you feel good, help improve your mood. And also, as I tell many of my girlfriends who've never had an orgasm with their partner, because that's a thing, I feel like the best way to kind of get um, past that is by masturbating because you're really learning Mm -hmm. your body and learning what feels good to you so that Mm -hmm. you can then show a partner or even Mm -hmm. if not show a partner. I feel like, you know, masturbation when you have an orgasm, I think it's kind of like mental and you know, like there's like that right. build up and then it happens. I feel like mm-hmm. you can have an orgasm without it even being touched because you just mm-hmm. kind of know how your body needs to feel. And then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. when I feel this way, I know this is about to happen in that. Right. Like it helps you guide kind of your partner or it helps mm-hmm. you guide your own body and your rhythm. So when you're with your partner, it's like, you know, your body so intimately, you know, when it's coming, you know, oh, he switched positions. So this is going to make me have to start all over. No, do that. Do that. So yeah, masturbation. I'm just such a huge fan of it. I think I got that from my mom. Like my friends growing up, they were always shocked that my mother would talk openly about it. But our mom always Mm -hmm. was like, well, I'd rather you wait to have sex. Just practice self-love. And I tell my boys Mm -hmm. the same thing. I want you guys Mm -hmm. to wait because there comes this kind of emotional maturity that's needed for sex, but feel free to enjoy and explore yourself. And they giggle and think it's silly, but they're used to me (laughs) saying that. And I got that from my mom. She's always been very open about that, even graphically so. But yeah, Yeah. so back back to the benefits of masturbation. Um, Just, you know, just know that it's just, and it's also linked to better body image. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So overall, it just helps to improve your your mental, your physical. <clears throat> it's just, it's a good option. You know, I would it, also say, mm-hmm. yeah, I would also say like, if you're a person who is say asexual or yeah. aromantic and mm-hmm. you don't really feel like you have to or want to be with another person yeah. to feel sexual or feel these feelings, then masturbation is definitely the way for you you to go you know what I mean you don't have to connect with somebody yeah you know yeah you know have masturbation some people who are asexual masturbate some don't but you know those who do feel that is good enough you know it's good enough sexual activity for them and they don't need anybody else so hey you know if you Mm -hmm. identify as part of of that group of asexuality or aromanticism masturbation is also an excellent way for you to connect and get those sexual kind of positive feelings you know out as well 
exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of benefits to sex. I think, you know, mm-hmm. as we talk about mental health and improving our mental health and self-care, it's just something that's a really good way to do that, you know, um, mm-hmm. and can make you feel closer to your partner, or closer to, you know, the person you're in a situation with. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's one side of the coin, right? Yes, yes. But I yes. think we're going to talk a little bit about the other side of the coin as well, right? Right, um, and right. In some ways, mm-hmm. having sex can be unhealthy and an unhealthy choice for yeah. people at that. And not saying an unhealthy choice, period, but an unhealthy uh-huh. choice for people at that point in their lives. Yeah. So I think we also have to. If we talk about the good benefits of sex. We also can talk about the the pitfalls of of having sex as a replacement or filler for other things. Right. When you're Um, using it to mask some other. When you're using it to mask some other mental issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of them is having sex for self-esteem purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a big one when I was in high school and college. Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw that a lot. Um, Yeah. And I think, and this is for men and women, because a lot of times for boys, men, it's kind of like for them, the amount of sex they have, it's how they define their self-worth and get their props Mm -hmm, and all that stuff. mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. obviously we know self-esteem should come from within, not from how many sex partners you've had or how Mm -hmm. you can go through the girls or the boys. Um, Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be used for validation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because intimacy or sex isn't, gonna make you it may in that moment make you feel like you are pretty or beautiful or whatever but afterwards you're not gonna feel that way so if you're Mm -hmm. trying to prove to yourself that you're sexy because all these men want you or you're sexy because all the girls want you that's gonna feel short-lived you know Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe you feel like if I have sex it means I'm worthy of love no it doesn't Mm. mean that because for many people sex is just that you know and after the sex is done after the orgasm and the release of all those pretty little hormones and endorphins and dopamine we talked about you may be laying there feeling warm and fuzzy thinking oh he must really like me and he's like no I had a good time just like if I played the the game and all that right right, you just want to know that you you just want to make sure you're making the decision to have sex because it's what you really want because you're aroused because you're into this person because you you like them and just because you want to have sex not because you're seeking their approval not because you want to feel beautiful not because you're hoping that they'll give you something more so Mm -hmm. as you said you want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and sex for self-esteem usually doesn't you know work out and can, I think for the opposite. particularly for men, I don't think we talk about that enough for men, mm-hmm. about how men are using sex to boost their self-esteem or yeah. boost their idea of yeah. what masculinity is. Yeah. Um, you know, because oftentimes men are running through partners, whether they be gay, straight, or otherwise, yeah. to yeah. feel some sort of boost of self-esteem Absolutely. Or, or, or worthiness, you know, or like, this is what a man is. A man has so many sexual partners. And they get those messages from so young. Right. And and they get them so young that that, you know, in order for you to be a man, any any a man of any orientation, you need to be a sexual beast. Yeah. And then that's double for black men who have this whole stigma about themselves and their own stereotypes about sex. Yeah. Then we talk about other, you know, if you break that down even further, you have Latino men and the machismo. Yes. You yes. have Asian men who are emasculated and then yeah. feel like, oh, I need to prove myself and not be seen as less of a man 
So yeah. then now I have to go out here and have all these, you know, sexual partners and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it also, you know, when you factor in all of that, it's just so much having to do with self-esteem. Yeah. Particularly for men that we yeah. just don't talk about either. And I just um, think it's so well. important before you have sex with a new partner that you kind of take a step back and you ask yourself, why is it that you want to be intimate with them? Is it because mm-hmm. you're really attracted to them and you're into mm-hmm. them and you are, you know, you just want to enjoy that? Or is it because you're looking for that ego boost, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking for an ego boost or a boost to your confidence, you may want to reconsider that and think about other things that don't involve sex that can improve your confidence. And we've talked about that over these past mm-hmm. weeks, self-care and, you know, avoiding the things that get you down, whether that be social media or an account that makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Or just find other ways that can make you feel good first. So that you know yeah. it's your choice when you enter into this sexual relationship, not something that you're doing because you think it's going to make you feel better. Right, so, right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's other reasons why, you know, or other ways you want to be careful when you're getting into having sex with someone. Um, you don't want to use it to fill a void. Um, mm. So, for example, if you're going through something difficult in life, you're feeling empty, you're feeling lonely. Um, you know, we talked about how so- sex can like, create this release of endorphins that make you feel good but mm-hmm. <laughs> feeling good in the sense of like if you had a rough day at work if you just need a little pick me up and you know you didn't get the account you were looking for so this will kind of mm-hmm. take your mind off of it we're not talking about when you're really going through something rough and empty and mm-hmm. your life is feeling empty and there's just like negative ways of coping and we've talked about um self-medicating through drugs and drinking or gambling and things like that mm-hmm. but people also self-medicate and try to fill that void through having a lot of casual sex um yes. it can temporary fill, temporarily fill a void but it can also make you feel empty yes <laughs> especially yes. afterward when it ends and you may mm-hmm. be feeling regrets and stuff yeah you know? yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean i i know for people who it's, it's like replacing one addiction with another, right? Yeah. So, like, if, yeah. you, if you're, if you like, I was addicted to shopping. I, I like to shop, blah, blah, blah. And instead of shopping, I just decided I'm just going to start having sex. This is an example. Yeah. I'm not saying that's yeah. me. Yeah. But I'm just saying if, if yeah, I was addicted to this or gambling or whatever, I, I, I do know a lot of people who used to drink a lot. Yeah. And and then instead of drinking, they just started having a lot more sex. Yeah. Um. It's like replacing so, one vice yeah, with it's, another. It's replacing one vice with another, and then you mm-hmm. just gotta find a healthier ways to cope. Maybe yeah. you need to actually do other stuff, like like exercise outside of sex. Yeah, you know, volunteer, yeah. be yeah. with your family. You yeah. know, find a do hobby. something else. Yeah. Find a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of if you every time you feel like you're um you're uh wanting to do that um you 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 know, you feel like you want to have sex, you go do something else. It's so funny because, you know, I was telling you about Bling Empire. Yeah. And there's a there's a guy on there named Kevin, Asian guy, and he was an alcoholic for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And he realized that once he stopped drinking, he mm-hmm. replaced the drinking with sex. So he was always having sex like all the time yeah. because yeah. he always wanted a drink. So yeah. instead of him wanting a drink, he was instead replacing it with a string of yeah. women. Which, wow. which yeah. in the end kind of affected his ability to get close with another woman, another cast member, because mm-hmm. all she saw was him being that person who was constantly hooking up with people. Yeah. 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 And it didn't wow. help that, yeah. And it didn't help that somebody else 
in the friend group only saw him as that ran back and told X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. And so you in know, the end, was, he was left yeah, lonelier and he was feeling emptier. He was left lonelier, yeah. feeling yeah. emptier, yeah. and, and, and yeah. having the desire to drink again, honestly. Yeah, right. So it was bad. It was really bad. So you have to so think he didn't about really, that. He didn't really directly resolve and get to the root Mm-mm. of why he was drinking, whatever that mm-hmm. was kind of masking and covering. Instead, he found mm-hmm. something else to replace the behavior. Right. And when that right. was removed, when that curtain was pulled aside, the deep-rooted issues are still there because those were never, mm-hmm. it was like a Band-Aid, so. Exactly, yeah. a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So another reason, another kind of bad reason, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word, for wait, for reasons people have sex is, is for manipulation purposes. Um, mm. And by manipulation, I mean using kind of sex to try to guilt someone or lure someone into, for example, committing into a relationship. Yeah. Now, it's not to say that good sex can't lead into a relationship because, you know, it's 2022. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people, there's no longer this three-month rule or whatever parameters we've set up around ourselves with a new partner in sex. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can have sex when you first meet someone, a, a one-night stand or whatever can turn into a very long-lasting relationship. So we're not yeah. referring to that. We're referring right. to you being in a friendship or a situationship with a guy or a gal. And maybe they've expressed that they're comfortable where things are and they don't want anything more. But you think that having sex with them is going to um, motivate them to, you know, want a relationship with you. So yes, mm-hmm. sex is a very big and important part of a relationship, but it's not going to always be the determining factor or of whether or not that relationship will continue to blossom. If right. there's problems there or the other person just isn't that into you, yeah, just not into you, sex mm-hmm. isn't going to change that no matter how great it is. Because you can have great sex and chemistry with a lot of people, but it takes a lot more work and connection in other ways that are non-sexual to sustain a real partnership. Mm -hmm. So if that is kind of your ulterior motive for having sex with someone, you need to really kind of take a serious and truthful look at that, you know, Mm -hmm. yourself, because you're only going to be disappointed in the end if that person isn't kind of falling in love with you the way you may be. The sex is not going to change that. If they said that they're okay with things as they are and they don't want anything more, that's probably what they mean. Right, right, right. Yes, Mm -hmm. sex is special and yes, sex can be very intimate, but it doesn't mean that it's going to always result in this very strong emotional bond and this forever, forever, forever after, you know, right Mm -hmm. off of the sunset. It's just not. It's just yeah. not. It's, I think yeah. we've been I think we've been manipulated and I can't I you know and I hate to say it as a romance writer, but <laughs> romance movies and, and you know, fairy tales and things like things yeah. like that to be seen to see that romance that, you know, sex and stuff is a way to get somebody to want to be with you or commit yeah. to you yeah. or and stuff like that, or the withholding of sex even you know, mm-hmm. it's a way to get somebody to come back around or something like that. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. It's, no, you know, it doesn't. You can't play with people's emotions like that. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Better to focus mm-hmm. on having a healthy, positive relationship with the good communi- communication that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sex will come. Good sex will yeah. come. Absolutely, um, but that that absolutely can't be what you lead with. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and also, you know, it's important that we remember not to get caught up in the moment. Um, to remember that you know you can't tell an someone who may be carrying an STD by looking at them. So it's just important to not 
get so comfortable with your partner and wanting to feel, or with a new partner, I should say, and wanting to feel intimate and closer, you know, to them. And as a result, Mm -hmm. foregoing protection. I -hmm. think that, I don't know what's, what the young folks are doing these days, but I I got the sense in this decade that condom use had decreased. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because like, you know, there are new medications for people living with HIV. So it doesn't carry the same stigma that it did in the 80s and early 90s. So maybe people are more comfortable. I don't think anyone wants to contract an STD, but there's not the Mm -hmm. same kind of fear during, you know, when it was like a really strong campaign about wearing Mm -hmm. STDs. It's just like, oh, I'll just take some... I'll just say some prep or I'll just get a yeah. pill or I'll just yeah. get a plan B or, that's right. you know, um, yeah. I'll just, you know, I'll just pull, <laughs> pull yeah. out or whatever, you know, that yeah. nobody's thinking about it. Yeah. And like you said, like, because people can use drugs that make HIV virtually undetectable and non-transmittable, yeah. people forget about the other stuff that's out yeah. there. You yeah. know, chlamydia's up, yeah. up, yeah. all kind of stuff is up. Even yeah. though you know transmit, although in Georgia, transmission of HIV is is like number one, okay. we're the number one place cases of HIV. Yeah, um, wow. in the in the country, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, t- overall teenage pregnancies are down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think people are waiting later to have sex, but when they do, they're riskier. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So you know. And yeah. I think people do that because they want to feel closer to their partner and build this mm. bond. And by not using protection, you can feel super close to them. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of good to find a better way to feel close to them, you know, mm-hmm. talk to one another, open up your deepest, darkest secrets, like, you know, trust them and give them something special, tell them something that you haven't told anyone else. So indulge in those kinds of things together. Talk about your mm-hmm. fears, your dreams of the future. Um, mm-hmm. and so find, find other ways, you know, yeah. to feel close yeah. to your partner, not by yeah. just going raw dog, you know, early <laughs> right stuff <out>. like that. <laughs> it's just like really tempting to do it, but just keep And trust me, yeah. as, as two women who have been married before, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, we know it feels better without it. Okay. Of course. We know, yeah. we know, yeah. we know it feels better when you don't have to think about it. And stuff like that, it, it feels much better without yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I you know yeah. take it from from me as a married woman. Yeah, but sure, it just yeah. you know it just but y'all, it's not worth the it's not worth the risk of other things. You know, especially mm-hmm. at the time we're living in now, where you may be it may be harder and harder for you to get access to abortion care. Yeah, we don't want to take those chances. Right, now. right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, they ended it on a very serious note. Like if you know that you're someone who is living with a mental illness. So for example, Mm -hmm. bipolar disorder, which is characterized by, you know, these manic highs where you feel like you have so much energy and you're on top of the world. And, you know, that high period feels really good. You have high activity level, high creativity level, and your sexual energy is really high. So Mm -hmm. if that's something that you know that you are dealing with and maybe you're in therapy for it, it's something to, you know, talk to your partner about or just be aware for yourself when you start to get into that manic state and you know when it's coming because now you know your triggers, you can channel it in healthier ways because otherwise channeled in unhealthy ways could look like having a multiple partners and being very promiscuous during those manic episodes. Um, and that can be very dangerous. So mm-hmm. really do your best to kind of develop like 
a plan for yourself, like a prevention plan for when that manic mm-hmm. episode comes on so that you're not out at the bar being promiscuous, taking guys home, having one night stands that you wouldn't normally do. That if you that's normally what you do. normally do and it's consensual and that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. then that's fine. There's no judgment yeah. for you. But if yeah. you're doing it during the peak of like a manic episode or some other kind of mental illness, that is mm-hmm. not something you want to do. And you'll probably regret it after. Similarly, there's something called borderline personality disorder that's also characterized for that kind of by that kind of poor judgment with risky mm-hmm. behaviors, self-harm, self-injurious behaviors, and, mm-hmm. and promiscuous sex, you know, could be looked upon as self-harm, self-injurious behavior. Mm. Um, so people with borderline person- personality disorder often also engage in that kind of impulsivity um, mm-hmm. you, where they feel like really attached to someone during that episode. And then afterward, mm. they usually crash and they have a lot of regrets. So mm. I work a lot with that population, borderline personality disorder and mm-hmm. bipolar. And I see mm-hmm. it time and time again, the promiscuity and the going out and all the multiple partners and ending up with children. And you don't know the partner because they were the result of a one night stand and stuff like mm. that. So if you know that you are living with that disorder, then I would mm-hmm. just strongly encourage you to really, like I said, come up with like a prevention plan with your therapist you know, or whoever you're talking to, your life coach or whatever, to just kind of try your best to avoid it when those those um, episodes come on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if Nick Cannon has borderline personality disorder with all these kids. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be funny, but yeah, he seems yeah. like he's taking a lot of risky behavior because as yeah. we talked about, he's suffering from another illness that yeah. is, you know, consuming his life. So Lupin, because of Lupin, that, yeah, his lupus, and so yeah. because of that, he's yeah, engaging in like risk behavior. I'm not trying to analyze, you know, Nick, yeah, yeah, at all. But you know, when I see people kind of doing things, um, like yeah. that, they they yeah. they're they're they're, they're, they're having some issues within themselves and Absolutely. start having a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. or you know, I, on the flip side, I was talking to another friend of mine, um, who's gay, and he said that, um. When he was a he was younger, he had a lot. He he had he had several children, and he by women, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, um, and he's gay. And he yeah. said he was having all this sex and having these kids and stuff to prove he was such a man. Yeah, right. And to kind of he was going through this whole right. battle with his sexuality. Makes sense. And, yeah. and thinking that you know to be a man was to have all these sex with women. And he wasn't yeah. enjoyment out of it. But he was still having sex. And so when he realized that he was, you know, using women in this way and to as a mask for his own sexual issues, that was also something that he had to, you know, deal with and kind of like take a step back from and say, hey, I can't use sex this way. This yeah, is why I'm having that's sex so with, interesting. With women like this, stuff like that. I thought it was very interesting. Um, yeah, you know, that's like the hyper masculinity to hide his own. Uh, sexual uh yeah yeah you know identity and yeah. i've heard that before from guys who start mm-hmm. promiscuous and it's because they were trying to show people in their life that they were quote a regular hetero man and they were kind of living mm-hmm. that living not living in their truth and stuff mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i can't say that i you know i you know use sex in a positive way and I, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I probably use sex in a negative way as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, definitely about boosting my self esteem. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. making myself feel good in the moment. You know, particularly when I was having like 
you know, body dysmorphic type of sure. issue or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely recall those times, particularly when I was in college, where I felt, you know, like mm-hmm. that, you know. And so, I mean, I definitely um, see, like, see the, the positives and negatives of how self can totally, like, wreck or, or yeah. lose yeah. Your, your mental health. Yeah. Anyways, but I think we just, and all in all, I think you need to just be balanced. Yeah. About it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Be aware. Always question, I guess, before a new partner or before multiple mm-hmm. partners, the reasons why you're doing it. And if you are comfortable with those reasons and you think you're doing them for the right reasons, then mm-hmm. go ahead and enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. if your reasons fall into any of the categories that we described as kind of the more unhealthy reasons, and that's when you kind of take that step back and say, well, maybe I can fill this void with something else. That's all. Yes. You know and what if, I mean? And, if, and once again, we want to just stress if the sex becomes so compulsive and it's taking over other aspects of your life, you yeah. cannot eat, you cannot sleep, you cannot work. This is the time where you need to seek professional. Yeah. You know, when the sex starts interfering with the function of your life, like drugs, it's you know, when it starts doing that, that's right. When you need to, to, to seek some professional counseling and sexual addiction is a real thing. I don't, Absolutely. I see people laugh at it and say, Oh, ha ha ha. You're addicted to having sex. No, it's a real thing. It's a real yeah, thing that people is. struggle with, you know? And mm-hmm. and like you said, they're, they're coping for something else going on in their lives. So they're using sex as that to get that high, you know, right. all the time. Exactly. You know, that high. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but this was a really great topic. And I hope yeah. people that's, you know, got something from this. And, and, you know, again, like I said, if you're having these issues, please, please, please seek. Um, some professional help we're going to leave in our like, once again like we did in the last few episodes we're going to leave like a little blurb in the podcast uh, write up for you to find um, more information on mm-hmm. specifically sexual addiction or uh, and, and sexual issues for you so yep. yeah yeah all right you guys we're going to take a quick break and come back with watching romance and reading romance for this week all right stay tuned all right you all we are back um and watching romance this week i am hyped because tonight is is, we record on tuesdays so tonight is the series finale of this is us i'm probably gonna be crying in my pajamas you and the rest of america it's all the rest of america social media yes yes (laughs) so we are going to be glued it's probably going to be one of the highest rated finales of all time i already see that um, so yeah, it's it's going to be very very good. I, I'm going to be sad that the Pearsons are, you know, um, mm-hmm. leaving us. But you know, it, to each his own. I, I really enjoy Sterling K. Brown on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan Kalechi Watson, um, Miles Fitch, who played young, uh, young um, Randall. So I mean, they had some incredible actors on here. Even Magic Boy, she's very very good. So. I mean, these heart-wrenching, gushing, oh, Ron Cedar Jones. I mean, just all these good actors on here. Like, it's just a masterclass in acting. Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out to that show. I know everybody's going to be tuning in. I will, you know, be watching it live. And, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow on social right. media. <laughs> yeah. Also, you guys, the finale of The Courtship is tonight. Um, at um, 10 o'clock on USA, we're going to find out who Miss Remy is going to pick. 
Is she going to pick Mr. Judge? Is she going to pick Mr. Combs? Is she going to pick Mr. Bokikio? So we have <laughs> no idea who Nicole Remy is going to pick. If you have been following me and my friend Meg over at Plot Trist, we've been doing uh, recaps every week, and this is our last recap of the week, and it will be up uh, next Wednesday, actually, uh, the recap of the show. Um, but you can listen to the recap of episode 11 um, tomorrow. So um, check it out over at the Plotress, uh website. And finally, down in the valley where the girls get naked, we are going to be... <laughs> If you watch P Valley like me, and you oh, that's P. coming Valley, back, right? That is coming back. I've been mean, I gotta binge watch season one because I never Girl, did. Girl, oh my god, please it's so catch good, up. right? Oh, it's okay, so good. I gotta please binge watch up. it. When does season, that start now? Because I saw a preview for that June third, I believe. Oh it's no, a it's around the corner. I better yes, around the corner, girl. Okay, um, that's your assignment. You gotta uh, okay. catch up and watch P Valley. What is that? Like ten episodes or so? Eight? I think it's eight episodes. Eight okay, or nine good. episodes. It's it's not that's very not long. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they did more than ten, if I'm not mistaken. Because okay. sometimes but, they, um, it's like a thirteen episode thing. I'm glad it's a short one. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of short. So you all check it out. It's so good. It's on stars. Comes back June third. It's so if you don't know what P Valley is about, it's about a strip club and all the shenanigans that go on a strip club. There's murder, mayhem, Mercy. all kind of all kind of craziness, secrets and lies. And, ooh, it's so good. So y'all, <laughs> we are we're gonna be talking about P Valley for the rest of the summer. So it's gonna be so good. But yeah. I don't know if any other movies are coming out. I know a lot of superhero movies are coming out and stuff oh, right now Lord, for yeah. the summer. And of course mm-hmm. geeky New Year's into it. But I haven't heard <laughs> anything about a lot of romances. No, unfortunately. I yet. Yeah. Unfortunately. So you know, um Yukini and I will be there. You know, if there are any romances coming out, we'll let you guys know. Put a blue blurb up on the pot on the yeah. uh, Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but won't that's really yeah, we won't leave you high and dry. There's nothing, there's really nothing else really going on in television right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, in reading romance, I wanted to shout out a book I finished reading. It's called The Accidental Pinup by uh Danielle Jackson. It actually comes out July nineteenth. I'm going to include it on our summer reading list, which I will put together eventually. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, But it's about rival photographers who are forced to collaborate on a body-positive lingerie campaign. But sparks are flying between them. Um, So, yeah, so the photographer is a plus-size woman. She's Black. And then she has another guy who is, you know, also a photographer who's her rival and then when the model falls through the girl has to step in to model she's never modeled before and so um, oh man it's very sexy a lot of shenanigans going on with with Cassie and Reed um and it's set in Chicago so it's a very very good I think it's a debut from Danielle Jackson but Mm -hmm. um yeah it's called The Accidental Pinup and it comes out July 19th. Very nice. Very nice yeah, summer yeah. reading. Yeah. So, academic reading. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. So, um, as you all know, Yakin and I always go on a little break uh, for the summer. So, we're going to kind of give you a, a rundown of the schedule that's going to be happening uh, in the close of our season three. Oh, no, it's the third season. Season three. Oh, so, um, June 3rd, we had an interview 
with Fortune Wayland to wrap up AAPI month, um, to talk about her debut and her follow-up to her debut, uh, Stuck With You uh, by Thule. On June 10th, we have a huge LGBT pride panel, something similar to what we did with our men in romance. We have a collection of folks um, it, who are romance writers, uh, prominent romance writers. Uh, so far, we have Frederick Smith, Chaz Cruz, Fiona Zed, and Katrina Jackson. So I hope you all will be there on June 10th. Um, June 17th is tentative. We're not sure. But June 18th, I will for sure have the Romance and Color Summer Reading List up live on Instagram Live, and I will put it up there. And so also June 24th is also tentative to be announced. It will probably be our season three wrap-up. So that's our schedule thus far. We've had a great season, but you all stay tuned for the next couple of weeks and, you know, ride it out with us until we go on our break. So, yeah, that is it. Yeah, so, but I'm forward to these next couple of weeks. They're going to be really good. We're going out with a bang for sure. We're going out with a bang for sure. So, you guys, we will see you all next week and tune in to the podcast. And, again, season finale of uh, This Is Us Tonight, season finale of The Courtship Tonight as well. So, yeah, we all will see you all later. See you all next week. Have a great week, guys. All right, bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,